Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello and welcome to Marvel Movie News. Today we're talking X-Men, we're talking Spider-Man, we're talking Thor Ragnarok. That sounds like a good a good show, right? All right, sit right down and we'll be right back with you. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now... Here's Popcorn Talks Marvel Movie News. Excelsior to you, our Mary Marvel Lights. This is uh, show number 83 of Marvel Movie News. Uh, we're we're booking right along. Just 83. cruising, man. We're going to be at 100 before we know it, in fact. Uh, we're we're going to be to 100 in probably like 15, 16 weeks. Perhaps 17. Perhaps 17. Because that would be yeah, math. Yeah, because of math. Yeah, But sure. I, I mean, I mean, unless we do a double for some reason. <laughs> well, we kind of did a double this week, Thursday to Tuesday. True. It was like, a, yeah, True. so we yeah, are one done. week closer to 100 and than we would. And you know what's amazing is that uh, the, the Marvel gods were so nice to us and gave us so many things to actually talk about. They bequeathed us news like, across the weekend. They're like, all right, you've got three days. We'll for the, give you for some once, really they were stuff. like, hey, we'll help yeah, you. We'll, we'll help you, you out. Uh, anyway, we are the Marvel Movie News, where you tell you all the news from all the studios. Why you should be as excited as we are. Uh, today, we're coming to you live from the X-Mansion. I thought all that right. was appropriate. We got X-Men and Apocalypse coming out this weekend. I'm that excited to go. That's this weekend, dude. dude. Like Ooh. it's so we like I think Civil War was so good. I think we're all like <sighs> we're like in a turkey coma at Thanksgiving. I'm like, real post like su- Yeah, like that was like a superhero. We're in a, like a superhero. Yeah. Like oh yeah. Uh, I'm like laying in bed at the cigarette uh, right now. I'm postcoitally enjoying Civil War. Still. Yeah. You 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 take it to sex. I take it to Thanksgiving. Like, you know, we both what... have our tryptophan, man. We both have our tryptophan. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, uh, thank you for your patience. I'm sorry that I was out for. Uh, hey guys, Matt's back. I'm back. Hey, I just wanted to uh, just wanted to put that yeah. out. Uh, thank you for your patience, uh, and thank you for following us over to our new time slot. If you're watching us live, if you're listening to us on the podcast, and, and if you're not, no thanks. Yeah, no, no, apparently if you're listening to us on the podcast, like you're getting us a couple of days earlier. It's true, so it's true. Uh, every single week. So now it's like, oh, my drive to to work on Wednesday is even better. You're welcome. I mean, hope, if you like the show, hopefully you like. Like the show, if you do. And if you're listening to us on Wednesday, you should be driving to your local comic store. Now that we're on ah, Tuesdays, yeah. we can say, hey, go to the comic store tomorrow instead of yesterday. And it's we can a, give like a preview of what we're excited to right, read. Maybe, right, right. It's a new know. thing. New Tuesday action. New Tuesday action. Uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, I've got a lot of really cool stuff that uh, has popped up into my life and was very demanding of my time. And I apologize that I was gone for so long. But you can uh, you can see what I'm writing over at Comic-Con HQ, which is a new VOD service from Comic-Con and Lionsgate. Uh, I write a science show and a video game show over there on top of the Fat Man on Batman show that I do 
on just, Tuesdays. Just doing it, man. Just, just, just you gotta, hard. You got to live that dream, man. Embrace. All right. All right. So I've talked long enough about myself. You're not here to listen to me be like, I'm Matt Key and I'm awesome. Like you're here. You to... know, depends on the YouTube you do, which cars you that look at. That is true. That is true. That is true. But uh, if I were watching this show, I'd be like, I wish that guy with the long hair and the giant nose would shut He's up and just talk about, about Marvel. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, anyways, you can subscribe to us on iTunes at Marvel Movie News or find us at the YouTube's uh, YouTube.com Popcorn Talk network that's the forward slash in there uh, you can also find us through popcorn talks website popcorntalknetwork.com or on twitter at marvel news ptn or at the popcorn talk on facebook we're facebook.com forward slash marvel news show and guys if you'll tweet a link out to our show with a message telling people about the live chat doom in the booth will retweet you doom demands tweets for the new show <laughs> tell everyone tell the masses T- I, dem- I demand it uh doom is your booth on latveria uh, I mean, it could be anywhere. <laughs> are you are you are you uh, boothing hard in the X Mansion, Doom? Uh, I've Sorry. installed a lot variant emissary, oh, uh, an embassy, nice. if you will. Yeah, that's in nice. The X Mansion, because I know Colt Badeau, the uh, the official fifth chair of ours, uh, he tweets from the Star Jammer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're uh, interdimensional, yeah, intergalactic, yeah. inter you know, inter everything. He's in geosynchronous orbit right above us in the Star Jammer. Uh, anyway. As you- Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You can see uh, I'm here at the Matt Key, and we've got Koi over here at C-O-Y-J-A-N-D-R-E-A-U. The man knows. The man knows. Uh, So let's jump right into it. We're just going to start off with our headlines. We're going to talk, just briefly mention those things, then we'll be discussing uh, Thor, Ragnarok castings, uh, Spider-Man castings, uh, and stuff like that. So, But first up is X-Men. Opens domestically this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't heard anything about like the box office numbers for it. Like I think they're probably expecting it to do well. Right. The tracking know. is good, but the international was better than they expected. Yeah, the international came in at a uh, one hundred and three million. Yeah, like it's the biggest movie in the world. Yeah, yeah. But I think uh, Captain America: Civil War did around the same numbers. Am I right? I think Captain America: Civil War did a little better because a little better. I think it was yeah. I think it was fifteen markets around one fifty. So I think it did a sconch better because it was a couple more markets yeah. it opened in. Yeah, but maybe. Uh, but like X Men's opened, I think in like seventy. Was it fifty one or fifty three? I can't remember. It was like they only have like four or five more markets to open. Right, right. So, so. I, that's why I'm saying I think Civil War is tracking a little better because it you know. Made more in, in less markets initially. Yeah. It had yeah. a smaller rollout, bigger yeah. numbers. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, it's doing really well. And that's exciting to see because, like, I, I'm excited. Here's what I, I want to go see Nightcrawler. Yeah. I just want to go see Nightcrawler, bamf all over the screen. Like, if I see that, it's win. It's a win. Like, and it's a I, win. I like the 80s flavor a lot in every movie. Uh, yeah. Much less an X-Men movie. And I love, did you see that ad, the Jubilee ad? Oh, my God. It was the best. That literally sold me. Like, I, I if the, the movie is half as good as that, yeah. I'm good. Like, yeah. I'm just so good. I mean, can we all take a minute just to acknowledge how freaking good Fox's marketing is? Marketing. It's just like, incredible. Like, Deadpool showed us what they can do. Because, like, about a month ago, they also had, like, a... 
mysteries of ancient yeah. Egypt like viral thing that they did that where they so were like cool. who is Ansabanur uh, who brought the apocalypse and they're, like, they're literally the best marketing team which is interesting because I feel like they it's like the the TV versus movie thing. I feel like the yeah. marketing and the and the movies don't talk that much, but yeah. the marketing is so strong. It's like, guys, look at your your own marketing team. Maybe, yeah, uh... yeah maybe they should be writing your movies. Yeah, like yeah. look at how much they pay attention to details. Where is your attention to details? Yeah, like, oh, and did you actually call the oh, number yeah. and yeah. have Stan Lee tell you, "Sorry, no one's here to take your Dude, call right now." There's an Easter egg with Stan Lee in a phone call. I love it's that the so best. much. It's the best. But like Jubilee, like she sold it. Like it was so like, and the pictures of like. What's funny is that, like, I would see um, pictures of, of Professor X, James McAvoy, in the film, and I'd be yeah. like, I guess he looks like he's kind of in the 80s, but when you see him on video with that sort of tracking and everything, you're he's like, perfect. oh my god, he's Carl Sagan in the 80s, he's that's right there. dead on, oh my god, yes, like, that's perfect, perfect. yeah, oh, I'm, so uh, I'm so excited, so, uh, but yeah, like, like, much like with Civil War, mm-hmm. if I got a good Spider-Man and I got Giant Man, I was going to be happy no matter what. Like right. it could be like, well, that was like a Fantastic Four, like Charlie Foxtrot. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it had Giant Man and it had Spider-Man, so okay. Yep, they are. Uh, but um, it, thankfully, it was. If awesome. I get a good Cyclops, I'll be happy. If if after ten Dude, years some of, the re- of Cyclops getting just mishandled. I've- I've heard, like, in the reviews that Cyclops is one of the strongest things like, in That the actor's film. incredible, man. Yeah. And he's so, like, he's a new guy, so he's not going to be, like, associated too much with their properties. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. casually excited for this movie. Uh, I think I think we live in such a magical time that we're just, like, kind of not numb, but we're just... We take for granted how crazy it is that we have these amazing movies, like, yeah. this often. We take yeah. for granted that there's an next movie coming out Friday, and it's like, oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, no, we'll go see like, the This would have been yeah, the like, biggest thing of the year for every comic fan 10 yeah, years ago. Yeah. Now it's like, okay. Yeah, like pre pre uh, Robert Downey Iron Man, what was it, 2007, yeah. 2008? Like pre that, like this would have been like, oh my God, right. what is life? I cannot wait. And now we're like, I'm excited. I'm excited. I will go see that. This I will go see this film this weekend, and yeah. I I cannot wait for it. I mean, I'll be there Thursday midnight. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty twitchy. Well, I mean, you also work in a movie theater. That's true, and I also like I have to see it before the internet because I can't stay off the internet. Yeah. And I know myself. You know what? I don't care about the spoilers in this one. Oh, as much. I can't handle spoilers, man. Like, but like with Civil War, I'd be like, you shut your mouth. Yeah. And like with Game of Thrones, I'm like, no, stop. <laughs> but with this one, I'm like, oh, that's happening. Oh, that's awesome. I can't I wait to see, see that. a thing, and it's it's something I didn't know before. I am just automatically that person forever list. Like just. Get you, so know, you know what I think it is for me? Uh, if, if we can go back to talking about me for a <laughs> second. Uh, I, I like the, um, the the giant universe nature of like Game of Thrones mm-hmm. and Marvel. So like spoilers there are like, no, but I don't want to know how you're impacting all those other future movies. Gotcha. Where X-Men hasn't really had that it's as linear much. Paths, but they're building now. They're building that. And like even I think uh, Simon Kenberg or the director, uh, Brian Singer, mm-hmm. I can't remember which one, but earlier this week they said... That uh, or last week they're trying to build like a cinematic universe right. a little bit more where they think like the X Men and X Force and the New Mutants will eventually start crossing over. And I more hear and the post credit so. scene to this is ties into Wolverine three. Oh, uh, really? Because there's That's been a cool. lot of Wolverine three spoilers that I yeah. haven't read, and they keep saying like, "Oh, if you watch post credit scenes, I've been like la 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 la." So that to oh, me is better shared universe wonder, stuff too. I wonder if we get like Old Man Logan. God, that would be. That's so what I'm saying. Cool. Is I think there's that was a post on our show too. So I know. That's where that rumor broke, everybody. <laughs> Uh, so uh, let's continue on with the X-Men, where Simon Kinberg and and Sophie Turner, by the way, both teased Dark Phoenix for the next film, which is also 100% taking place in the 90s. Which is the most exciting news yet. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Simon Kinberg said, uh, in reference to being asked about Dark Phoenix, I, would, I definitely would love to take another stab at the Dark Phoenix story. 
uh, talking about uh, that film that shall not be named, mm-hmm. uh, The mm-hmm. Last Stand. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and then, uh, and this is an interview with uh, Entertainment Weekly, I should mention. And then Sophie Turner said, the seeds of Phoenix definitely are planted in there, meaning in uh, Apocalypse. She can't control her powers unless she's either fu- she either fully stops them or lets them all loose. And that's kind of Phoenix. I think in future movies to come, we'll definitely see a bit more of that. Cool. So, I mean, what that tells me, first of all, A, like, we've definitely got Sophie Turner on for more films. Like, like she just... Oh, of course. She, you know, there's like, no way they signed her for less than five. Well, I I know, but, like, I don't know that that's ever been, like, outwardly confirmed. I'm sure mm-hmm. that it has been. I've just forgotten about it because there's been so much news, like, yeah, yeah. going through this brain. Uh, but um, I think that's exciting. I, I would love to see a team, like, a post The Last Stand, see the mistakes they made. I would love to see them correct right, right. course and do, like, the Dark Phoenix story that we all... Would love to see. What I know? think is funny is I don't even consider the option of actors signing on for one movie anymore. Like, film is no. so serialized now. I'm like, yeah. wait, yeah, she's yeah. got to do 92 movies because that's just how the world works. No, it's like a 10 movie deal. Yeah, like, she's got to do all 10 of them. That just feels like such, you know, like par for the course. Uh, but I love the idea of the 90s one being next and the Phoenix Saga because those are arguably the two most iconic things about the X-Men. Is the 90s yeah. era X-Men and the Phoenix Saga the two big do, pops. Do you think that we will ever lack, like, um, uh, lap? That's the word I'm looking for. Oh, get Lap. past where we are. Get past where future. we are, and then be like. I, I mean, mean, we in did what, days three of future movies past, we will. Well, that's what I'm if saying. They like, it's kind of funny. If they go decade by decade, if they go continue to go decade by decade, they got to go to cosmic. They got to go space because they're like, well, we're out of time, dude. I would love to see like if they if they got if they caught up to present day and were like, cool, now we're gonna go Shi'ar, like go play around with the Shi'ar and yeah. Gladiator and and the Imperial Guard. Cyclops's pops, that'd be cool, man. Dude, st- like we could get into the whole like Scott Summers yeah, thing dude. and like Vulcan, his brother. They could visit Colt Badeau in the Star Jammer. Oh yeah, Colt Badeau, you'd be on the Star Jammer with those guys. <laughs> I think, I mean, that's those that's, X-Men that's a fairly logical move. Uh, I still, don't, I'm not sure how much longer I want. This is an insult to Brian Singer, but I'm not sure how much longer I want Brian Singer to helm the X Men because I just feel like we are going to tread familiar ground. I don't if think it he wants going. to. I think he's done. I, well, I, I hope think after he, this yeah. one because I'd love to see a new director take over for the '90s. Like I loved Matt Vaughn's yeah. X Men, and Ugh. I'd love to see more flavors yeah, like that. See, yeah, yeah. Personally. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, who's the guy who's taking over New Mutants? I can't remember his name. Josh Boone? Yeah. I'm excited for that one. Yeah, I agree. That one, like, I'm really excited about. Uh, anyway, let's jump over to the Black Panther. Uh, first of all, I believe you said that you uh, you covered his quote. Great quote, right? Read the whole thing. We've, we've done that, right? So, uh, but I like. I just want to add on to that. Uh, I'm excited to see him bring that sort of like personal oh, yeah. theme that he like did with like Creed. I'm so glad Black you finally Panther. saw Creed because it's such a it's dude. It, Creed is incredible because I kept coming in being like, dude, it's, the, the, it's incredible. It's, it's incredible. one of the best movies last year by a lot, like oh, a, like yeah. a huge like it's it like. Watching that movie and then like seeing it not be nominated, like, like insane. Not winning, okay. Like, but not nominated. Not nominated. Best picture, best actor. Those at least, at least, best director. It was so good. So, uh, it was just so well done, and it was it was a shame. But uh, in February of 2018, we will see his very personal take on Black Panther. I'm excited about that because the thing is, is like Marvel does present a a very specific challenge to Mm -hmm. directors in terms of. You've got to fit into our cinematic universe. You have these very specific tr- like story points that you have to hit and these character points that you have to hit. How you tell that story, that's up to you, and that's right. great. But like, there are very specific bullet points that you have to address, and I think that's tricky. And to hear Ryan Cooler saying, like, I'm excited about that. This is a great challenge. Like, mm-hmm. let's do it. Like, 
I'm excited. Like, I'm really excited. And to know that he's putting his all into this. Like, he has no other films planned. Right. Like, Black Panther's his next movie. Like, that's incredible. I'm so excited. I so. also liked his Wolverine reference. Like, the idea that Wolverine's yeah. are in it all. Like, that. I yeah. love that he associated with comics so directly in explaining that. I was, like, smart. That's, that's I'm really excited. Well, and that's, I mean, that's how you get the nerds on your side. Right, right. Like, he knows. reference, like, 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 and I, I don't think he was doing that on purpose. No, it didn't like, feel like pandering. It just felt like, no, I know this is how it's done. Here this we are. This is how it's done. Wolverine has his own book, but it still fits into the greater story of the X-Men. And Right, so Black Panther can do the same. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm excited. So, anyway, let's talk John Boyega. And Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, I should say that it is a very complicated way of getting to yeah. him being even rumored to be in the film. Uh, despite all of that, uh, his representation and a couple other sites, like his PR, mm-hmm. his agent, they've all said, no, he's not. Like, Marvel During would the love show to have last him, week, but we he's like, not yes, in it. No, yes, no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, just, I just think that's super funny that uh, it took that long uh, like they're like John Boyega had Snapchat meeting, and then Kevin Feige followed Boyega after he said something about the meeting, Snapchat and then Heroic <laughs> Hollywood uh, reported on it, and like Coogler and Boyega are good friends, yeah. and it's just like, all right, we're we're going a little tangential here. We're, we're drawing some pretty pretty big conclusions. Also, what's a Snapchat but... meeting even like? Do you just like, no, hey, I'm good. How are you? No, he Snapchatted that he was going to a meeting. Oh. He didn't have a Snapchat I thought he said he had a Snapchat meeting, and I was he like... He Snapchatted that he was going to a meeting. Sorry, maybe I misspoke. Hey, Ryan Coogler, how are you? <laughs> okay, I'm doing really good. Dog face. Hey, face swap. Uh, so, uh, yeah, anyway. But uh, here's, here's, here's the big Black Panther news this week. A casting call leaked. Huge. Um... Now, I, here, here's why I want I don't want to discuss it mm-hmm. yet. Uh, I just want to kind of give the headline of it. I looked at the website, and I question its validity. Like, okay. I looked at the source website. I looked at some of their other stuff. Um, I'm not saying that they're wrong. I'm not saying that they're trying to start rumors. I, I just I don't know how truthful this is because I saw, like, they had a Thor Ragnarok casting breakdown, mm-hmm. and they had, like, some legitimate stuff in there. But then at the very bottom... Under story, it said, this is the story of a clone of Thor named Ragnarok. That's not true. And I was like, well, I mean, as like, far as we know. I hope that's not true, because that's going to be weird. Like, yeah. I think it even said, like, cybernetic clone. And I was like... Like, the, the Civil uh, War, how they had the cybernetic clone meh? of Thor? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, like the fact that the website had that, like, made me, like... All right, yeah. so maybe this isn't To exact, me, it felt like throwing know. spaghetti at the wall. Like, there were so many iconic Black Panther no, characters exactly. that if one of them stuck, they'd be like, we broke that new... It's like... Exactly. It's like, well, we went in and, like, pulled every everyone. character from Black Panther. Yeah. Like, you know. Um, that being said, we, we should very quickly address it, though, just in case. And, you know, at the very least, our fans want to hear what yeah, we think, you I know? Agree. So, like, the, we're, we're here to talk about the news and everything, so let's do that. Uh... So let me pull it up here. Uh, no, we've already covered that. Give me a second. Every- Give me a second, everybody. There were Goodness. there were a number of uh, things listed there. Uh, Monica yeah. Lynn was the love interest. That, oh, and uh, they're they're saying that uh, Lupita Nyong'o might be mm-hmm, that one, mm-hmm. and that's cool. That's cool. Go- Sorry, I cut you off, Doom. Keep oh, talking. Oh no, no worries. Um, I had it in front of me, so I figured I would help you. No, yeah. I appreciate the, it. The the one that stands out to me is the most like I. I, like, if I'm honest, like I don't, I don't have a deep knowledge of Black Panther lore, yeah. uh, but Man Ape seems like the the clear choice of uh, a villain 
for him. Oh, like, absolutely. In the wake of like his father's death, Manape. I, the the story is as much as I know of it is that he comes into like dethrone uh, T'Challa, and so yeah. this would be like in a vacuum for power. He says he claims the throne. Yeah, that was the and, and he so and and uh uh, uh God I am Michael just B. blanking. Jordan. No, no, Mane uh, uh, Mbaku mm-hmm. is his name, and he is from a rival tribe uh, in Wakanda. Like they kind of split off from Wakanda because they actually don't, if I remember correctly, they don't believe in technology. So they're right, kind of like one a, that like, doesn't one that yeah, and they're just like no, screw technology. Like we don't need technology yet. I mean, he uses it all the time, but I think like just that sort of dependence on technology. Yeah. Um, they stand against. They're the Amish Wakandans. Yeah. Uh, even the, but despite that, he has like a cybernetic suit. So maybe I'm wrong. Like maybe you know, I'm. I, I do wrong remember that. Uh, a ba- I haven't read Black Panther since. I read the Reggie Hedlin run, uh, Hudlin run. That someone asked me which Black Panther run. And I love that because it's John Meter Jr. art, yeah. and it came out in the mid 2000s. And that's a great. Broad... I, think that's, I think that's like volume three. I think. That's, yeah, 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 it's yeah. a really good broad title to read that doesn't really go too deep into the mythology but it's also yeah. you can keep up so i don't know where they're going to pull from but if they pull from the volume one and two stuff that would make sense for yeah. where they'd go yeah exactly uh but i i do think that you're you're dead on with doom that uh man ape could be a really good villain for for t'challa coming back home and there being like a bit of a power vacuum yeah. with t'chaka gone it just yeah. stands up and uh having like that balanced with ulysses claw mm-hmm. as somebody either working with man ape or just yeah. like a villain that's causing more problems for T'Challa. Yeah. It, it it makes almost too much sense for it not to be the case. Uh, I, I would also like to point out that um, they have uh, Reverend Jashibi in there, and I think he would be a great like character to, for maybe for the sequel or something, because he's kind of a bit of, not like Rasputin, he's like, kind of like a mad priest mm-hmm. who kind of works in and out of like... The bureaucracy of Wakanda, like you, sometimes you see him apart, starting revolutions, but then other times right. you see him like counseling. Like so that's he's... what I think they should do with these movies is make them these giant geopolitical. Like mm-hmm. I, I, th- I agree with Doom in the booth. Uh, I think that the idea of that like politics coming home to and like uh, that kind of like battle and strife. It would be great because we've had we, Marvel always gets crap for the the anonymous gray villain like the the, yeah. the, the the hordes instead having it like a political fight or like having these things that affect everyone and Wakanda is a perfect thing for that because American politics is 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 an actual thing Wakanda they can invent for plot purposes exactly so I think it could do so much yeah now going along with the whole political thing there's a character that I I, I Doom I'm actually very much with you that uh, I'm. Like, Black Panther is actually something I'm not as familiar with. Like, I'm still... I have a strong familiarity with yeah. it, but just, like, some of the names, I was like, oh, man, like, I, I know, know that name. I know two volumes, and there's so many. Yeah, exactly. There's, like, four or five volumes. So, uh, but one character I am familiar with is the White Wolf, who is uh, T'Challa's, like, adopted brother. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, he like, becomes, like, the head of uh, uh, Wakandan security and is uh, trying to help. Like, he's he is, uh, like... He feels like the uh, Wakandan representation of the military-industrial complex in America, mm-hmm. where it's like, no, we're our own thing. We're here. We're here to save you and protect you. And we're our own thing. Like yeah. he's kind of like Shield and all this other stuff, and he ends up kind of betraying uh, Black Panther. I think he would be a good guy to have like in like his deep council. Like it's his adopted half brother, right? Michael B. Jordan. You know, yeah, my, it could be. My, it could absolutely be Michael. Because we've heard he's a villain. That's the rumor. Yeah, and, but and like, but I like in the comics, I think he's a white guy. Like he's like, 
like he ends up like lost in Wakanda and T'Chaka yeah. like adopts him because he's right, like, oh, right, this, right. this poor kid is like lost and like raises him as his yeah. own. Uh, but like, if it was Michael B. Jordan, that would be incredible. I would love that. I just like, I want to see, see Michael B. Jordan in yeah. a Marvel film. Like, I love that guy. Him uh, being a conflicted villain who could like wind up alongside him after a struggle, also I think would be a great yeah. way to start. If this is going to be a series of films, if you can carry uh, uh, Chadwick Boseman. Lupita Nyong'o, if she is the love interest, and Michael B. Jordan as like a, like a, a part of that team Dude, that yes. through movie through several movies, like that's yeah. uh, that's a that's a cast. That's yeah. a cast. But yeah, I could I could see uh, T'Challa trusting White Wolf uh, Hunter is his name. Could see him trusting him, and then uh, White Wolf either teaming up with Man Ape or Ashibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, to like betray him. I'm really curious how way. they handle those characters because like Man Ape is going to be so hard oh. to translate. But uh, yeah. full faith, I'm not even worried now, after how good Creed was. The characters that will absolutely be in the film are the Dora Malagi. Mm-hmm. Is that oh, yeah. Mala- Malagi? They were in Civil War. Malaye? Yeah, I can't pronounce. Yeah, it was, I think it's Malagi. I'm gonna wait for uh, Chadwick Boseman to say it, and then I'll know how to say it because yeah, exactly. his accent was awesome. Oh, I'm just gonna wait on. for everyone it was to dead tell it. I was so frustrated that I couldn't be for the Civil War show. I just wanted to just like... <laughs> I will call me. because I saw it, it and it was amazing. killing me. Oh, my God. Uh, all right. So let's... Uh, before we leave uh, Black Panther, let's very briefly mention that uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates' Black Panther number one is the best-selling comic of 2016 so far. That's amazing. This, this comic right here, best-selling comic of, 20, uh, of 2016. It's sold... Uh, let's see. It has sold 253,000 issues so far. That movie... People say right. the movies don't affect comic sales, but this is a very, Absolutely very does. good example. Absolutely that... does. And it's also a very dense comic, so it's really impressive how that's well... so good. Like, it's it a very so smart good. book. It is so good. Yeah, that's great. I it is so that. good, exciting. yeah. Uh, so let's move over to Iron Fist real quick, where we learned this week that Carrie Ann Moss has joined the cast. Um, and as, as Doom pointed out to me, uh, Jerry Hogarth is now in three quarters of the Netflix series, which is the same as Claire Temple. So, like, mm. Rosario Dawson's Night Nurse character... And uh, Carrie Ann Moss's uh, just attorney, much. Jerry Hogarth, are now two kind of strands That's that cool. are tying everything together. And it it makes, to me, it makes total sense that Carrie Ann Moss, or Jerry Hogarth, would be in Iron Fist because that's where Jaron Hogarth came from. Like, right, right. It was like Danny Rand's legal counsel yeah, and like board as... of directors and... When she was announced, I thought that was implied because as soon as she was in Daredevil, I was like, "Well, this ties into Iron Fist." Yeah. So her being cast, I was just like, "Oh, that makes sense." Yeah. Now I do think that they're kind of they've done a different thing with her character. I don't know that she's def like like absolutely tied into Iron Fist's world the way she is in the comics, but or he in the comics, it's she in, in the the universe. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. Anyway, like I I just I love her Jerry Hogarth. Like it's a character that you love to hate. Yeah, and which popped up at the end of Jessica Jones. It was yeah. just like ah. Yeah, that's so, perfect. To me, this implies that she's going to be more involved in Iron Fist than, like, because they kept uh, it quiet for Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, like, a twist. But, like, if they're announcing it this far in advance, that means, like, she's going to at least appear in enough episodes that they wanted us to know about it ahead of time. Yeah, that's that's a very good point, Doom. That is a very good point. Yeah, so I, I think we'll probably see her a lot more. I think probably there will be something to be said for, like, you know, maybe uh, uh, the 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 bad guy whose name I just all of a sudden completely forgot. Uh, the guy who killed his Danny Rand's parents. Oh. It, um, uh, it's Rand. I keep wanting to say Wendell Vaughn, but that's Quasar. Yeah, no, I I don't <laughs> so, know Iron Fist as well as I should. Um, I know that name, but it's like escaping me. 
Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I think that she is tied up with him mm-hmm. in some way. So, uh, anyway, let's move over to discussions and let's actually talk about Michael Keaton as the villain in He's Spider-Man: back. Homecoming. No, that, and that's what's crazy to me is that. He was rumored, then uh, he was out of the talks, and then last week it was like, no, 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 wait, no, he's yeah, he's back after like in. a month. It After was really a funny month. to see yeah. like uh, I, slash films where I I love yeah, slash films. It's a great film. It's it a was great so good to see updated, but the date yeah. before was like a month ago. Usually it's like updated, and it was like two days. That was yeah. like a month ago when we told you it might be a thing. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so here's the breakdown as far as I could see it. Variety says he's back in talks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deadline says he's definitely signed. Uh, none of the uh, no comments from Marvel or Sony. There's no confirmations from Would any of them. Did you see the them. John John Watts thing I tweeted? But but John Watts tweeted out a gif of Michael Keaton celebrating an award. Yeah, like yes, yes. Also, John Watts has like barely more followers than I do. People go follow John Watts. Yeah, I was so John confused Watts. that yeah. like John Watts's official Twitter was like nobody, nobody. He's no, directing no, Spider Man. You guys, come no, on, nobody. Kind of a big nobody. Deal. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. So yeah, it, like, sorry, I have to get my timer back up. Um, oh my god, what is going on? There we go. Uh, so the rumors are that he is the vulture. Now I I will say, I have heard ru- like murmurings of uh, various people that I I know and associate with who work in various aspects of cinema. Uh, vague Matt is vague. Very vague. Well, I don't want to get anyone in trouble. But no, no, I, know, I, I know people who are working on the film and like like different places right, right. in some capacity. Like it's very compartmentalized. They have told me that the bad guy in the film is the vulture. Right. So like I also am like, all right, I think the bad guy is probably the vulture. One and one is two very often. Yeah. So but the tinkerer I've also heard is in it. And, yeah. and I don't deny that Michael Keaton make a very good tinkerer. Yeah, but if I mean, he, he's but here's the deal: the Tinkerer, aka Phineas Mason, is going to be like a partner in creating the Vulture. Right, like, right. If you're if you're getting a star, you like don't put Michael, Michael Keaton, Keaton in, a, in an office for one. Scene. Yeah, you don't you don't give him like a little bitty like D story. Where like, yeah. help me build this suit. Okay, okay. I'm Michael Keaton. <laughs> like, I was Batman. I will help you build this suit. I played Vulture. so like, many birds. I can create bird suits. <laughs> Done and done. I researched I this. I have played flying animals. Let me create another flying animal for you. Have you seen uh, my Oscar film, Birdman? <laughs> I learned how to make a suit on that one. It could be a long game, though. If he's the tinkerer, that could be something that sticks around. And he that is true. wants to like become Build Scorpion. Who, and... Yeah, who, who, who just pops in. Like If he doesn't that want to commit to a full feature, he just shows up for like a week, shoots out his scenes, and then he gets to be in Spider-Man. That that is true, but I, I the Variety and Deadline both described him as the main villain, and I don't see the Tinkerer being the main villain. Once again, I, I love that they're following. The Tinkerer was huge in the '60s comics. Tinkerer yeah. popped up all the time. Tinkerer was hanging out with Skrulls in the, in the comics back in the day. So I love the idea of Tinkerer being like this weird, nefarious behind the scenes guy because it, it shows how Ditko-y they're going. And uh, the Osborne thing bothered me so much in Amazing Spider-Man when it was like everything happened at Oscorp, and I'm like that yeah. building is full. Like that is too yeah. much. That's but way too much. Tinkerer doing Scorpion and maybe Shocker, and I just want Shocker. And, like, Vulture and these characters that, like, it makes sense that he would tinker with, that plays. And if yeah. Michael Keaton is tinker, like like Doom just said, in that sense, that could be exciting. That is that is a really cool theory. I actually, 
I hadn't thought of like, that. Like literally, like that. playing yeah, behind like the he's strings. He's kind of like a mechanical puppet master. Yeah, and then like you could it. have Michael Keaton scheduling workout because he's just popping in and out. Yeah. Once again, I don't think I. I assume I'm ninety percent sure he's the vulture. I'm just playing devil's advocate. That ten percent, it's kind of a cool idea. Yeah, but I yeah. I really want him as J. Jonah Jameson. I still I still can't <laughs> yeah. drop it. I still cannot drop him as J. Jonah Man, Jameson. I want like Nick he, Offerman. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Nick Offerman's mustache and gray. I mean, I obviously I want J.K. Simmons, but I don't think that audiences could handle that. Like as far no. as Well, and J.K. Simmons is now Commissioner Gordon over in the DC universe. And just too, like the so. casual moviegoer that like enjoys Spider Man very yeah. like abstractly, they're like, wasn't how is he why is Spider Man young? Wait, yeah. Tobin, like huh? I don't think it'd be mm-hmm. fair what? to them. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, J.K. Simmons is Jonah. So if they're going to go new Jonah, I'd rather them go someone like Nick Offerman and just totally left field. Oh, my God. That would be so good. You should be a costume director. Dude, Nick Offerman would be so good. I'm you just sh- thinking about him like in the uh, the Jump Street movies. Right? Like, Isn't that Jonah? That character into Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's him. That's that's a different Jonah Jameson. And you have the paternalness, like the begrudging paternalness to Peter Parker. Like, nah, $20. And he's like, well, pay for his wedding. Like, that, to me, would be a great Nick Offerman, Jonah Jameson. Oh, Pictures man. of Spider-Man. I want one. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true. Uh, so, uh, yeah, wow. I hadn't thought of that. Anyway, <laughs> I really think they're going to go with it for the Vulture. Once like, every four I, months, I, think... I try to give you a casting idea that just makes you go like, Shh. Oh, man, like, you yeah. just broke me. Like, I just can't do it. Uh, I, I, I still think that Michael Keaton's going to be the Vulture. Like, I think, because here's, and here's the other reason why. Uh, the The rumor is that the discussions broke down with mm-hmm. Michael Keaton because they brought in Robert Downey Jr. And they were like, well, we can't afford both of these guys. Yeah. So they had to go back and kind of restructure the deal and everything uh, to make everyone happy. And maybe they restructured it by making him the tinker and having a smaller part. Uh, that it, I'm just th- feeling my own dude, rumor. No, it's- dude, I know. I know. I get it. I just... I. I don't know. Because like, th- that is such a specific thing to have like the tinkerer... Mm-hmm becoming like the big main like that's like saying he's the kingpin in a way like he's no, where, no, he'd be like he's behind the scenes this, yeah. yeah like but like you're they're gonna have norman osborne eventually they I, have hope, I hope they don't right away no i do too, and i don't think that they will like we might meet him but i don't think he's gonna be the bad guy like because i mean personally because we didn't even know that he was a green goblin for how many issues like we, right we right. knew norman we knew harry and then it was a giant reveal. Like, and it was great. Because we had like, like, oh my god, he's the Green Goblin? Oh my god. And it was like, this yeah. huge arc that led to it. And then soon after, Peter Parker was revealed. It was a, a beautiful. Yeah. Steve Ditko's yeah. early. That first 36 issues is perfect. Uh, by, by the way, can we just acknowledge that at one point in a Spider-Man comic, the plan to, like, I think this is Green Goblin's first appearance, too, was to get Peter Parker in a Hollywood movie and get him away from New York yeah, I think that's issue fourteen. I think Amazing Spider-Man yeah. fourteen. They're like they yeah. literally, yeah, they try to get him in a movie so he could. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's such yeah, a good like arc. they fly him to Los Angeles, where a producer is like, "Oh, we're gonna get this kid in the picture. Make him a star. Oh, make him a star." Green like, Goblin dry, flies a broomstick uh-huh. and he throws like little things out of his grab bag that explode and sparkle, and he's got yeah. like sparkle fingers. And then like different Hulk ends up being in the K. Like it is, it is wacky. Go yeah. go read if you're like I. I never read an early spider-man comic number no read number 14 is great yeah I th- and i think that is the first appearance of the green goblin yep. am i right yeah so. and then uh the first appearance of norman osborne as norman osborne is issue 23 i believe uh because there's that long of a run almost a yeah. year where we don't know who he is and then norman osborne's introduced as his own entity and then we're like uh and then it's not till like 35 ish yeah. that we're 
that you so so we're years in at this point. Yeah, like you're like two years into Green this Goblin mystery. and Norman Osborn being two completely separate characters. Yeah, until you get it tied together. It's like, so cool. Yeah. Such such a great reveal. Because uh, I want uh, Jonathan Banks personally. I think Jonathan Banks would be a great vulture. Oh, I'm not. For, who's Jonathan Banks? Uh, Mike Urban Trout from Breaking Bad. Oh my God! Yes, I'd, I'd go Mike for I'd go Jonathan Banks for Vulture, and then I'm Michael Keaton See, for he, I, like Jonathan Banks could be a really good tinkerer. Ooh, he looks like him too. Like either one of the like he that's who play. I that's my pull. Wow! All right. If I had all the money and power. See, I think Banks would be a better tinkerer because they could afford him better. It's true, but like, I don't know from if he a has, producer standpoint. But presence wise, for multiple movies, we'd be more excited to see Michael Keaton keep, keep popping up than we would to see Ermin Trout. Except that he like creates like a giant presence for himself, and everyone's like, "Holy crap! That's that true. That's is true. amazing." Yeah, Jonathan Banks isn't even rumored, but I'm just like, "Yeah, he's in five movies." <laughs> <laughs> Everything for Jonathan Banks. Never he's mind that he though. has his own like TV show right now. He's basically. got time. <laughs> he's got time. Hey guys, Voice of Doom here, and I want to tell you about one of our amazing sponsors. And remember, these sponsors are how we're able to bring you Marvel movie news each and every week, completely. Free. So just let me take a minute and tell you about a fantastic book. Uh, now let me ask you a question. What if today was the last normal day of your life? Cassie Sullivan thought she knew what tomorrow would bring. But she was wrong. We were all wrong. The first wave took our power, killing half a million people. The second wave put that number to shame with tsunamis that destroyed everyone within a hundred miles of the ocean. So long, coastal cities. After the third wave, only the unlucky remained. Survivors of a virus that left only 3% of the world still standing. In the fourth wave, the others became us. Inhuman beings hiding behind human faces. At the dawn of the fifth wave, we had to make a choice. Give up? Get in the fight. But that was only the beginning. In these last days, Earth's remaining survivors will need to decide what's more important. Saving ourselves or saving what makes us human. Rick Yancey's number one New York Times bestselling novel, The Fifth Wave, introduces us to a group of young people struggling to survive in the aftermath of a catastrophic alien invasion. In the sequels, The Infinite Sea and the newly released... The Last Star. We follow them through a series of battles and betrayals as they fight the ultimate war between life and death, between hope and despair, between love and hate. Entertainment Weekly calls the series remarkable, not to be missed under any circumstances, and urges its fans just read it. USA Today hails it as a modern sci-fi masterpiece, and the best-selling author of The Passage, Justin Cronin, raves in his New York Times book review, calling The Fifth Wave wildly entertaining. All good things. Those are all great reviews. The highly anticipated finale is now here, and will leave the readers stunned. If you want to learn more about The Fifth Wave series, you can go to fifthwavebooks.com one more time go to fifthwavebooks.com let's get back 
to Marvel Movie News. Uh, so uh, <laughs> there was another rumor that came out with Spider-Man Homecoming uh, that the Vulture... So uh, going along with the Tinkerer rumor that came out uh, is that they build the Vulture suit together out of stolen Shatari technology, which Love I think that. is perfect explains so much like and we buy it and it ties all the universes in and now sony and marvel are like in this beautiful yep, thank you yep thank there you. it is there thank is. you uh but here's the other plotting th- marvel no no but i was thanking them for applauding marvel thank you heralds on the cosmic couch <laughs> uh but uh there was another rumor that the web wings will be yeah that, like, yeah that's why the we're the Spider-Man. shirt today yeah exactly Spider-Man's shirt. gonna have his web wings pretty exciting and they need to evolve the costume so I think that's a really cool way yeah. to do it and have I the mean, fans I mean Iron like, Man did that every single time that's so cool like I think that's so cool and I think it'll probably come at like a really cool moment where he's like oh you wanna see what else this suit like he's falling he's like look what else it can do and he's if it's the vulture this ties into the vulture rumor so well so well it would only make sense that he'd evolve and need that sort of thing yeah. and like they're so 60s and Ditko like the um, every bit of news that comes out makes me feel like they're paying attention to the Silver Age Spider-Man yeah. like the original run like yeah. this era and that's such a fun thing they haven't touched on yet the 90s yeah. Tobey Maguire felt super 90s Amazing Spider-Man was as angsty as the early 2000s were. Uh-huh. They reflected the times. I'm really excited for a very, not naive, but very like, aw shucks, happy-go-lucky Spider-Man. Yeah. I want that Spider-Man. We've never had nothing close to it. It's So here's here's what I think they're doing. They're taking the spirit of the early Silver Age 60s run of comic books, mm-hmm. but putting them into the ultimate yeah. universe. Yeah. And then putting that on screen. Like, I feel like that's what they're doing. And it's perfect. That's such a great idea. And, yeah. I, ugh. and and by the way, back to my tangent of Jonathan Banks. If Jonathan Banks can be the tinkerer and have my boy Aaron Paul for Shocker, as I've been saying forever, oh, we can have God. a mini Breaking Bad scene, have oh, him open God. up with the Shocker. Whoa, who would Brian Cranston be in the Marvel Norman Universe? Norman Osborn. Like, done. God, he would be a He'd great be the best Norman, Norman Osborn. Osborn. He would be a great Norman Osborn. I just want to shape the Spider Man universe of the Breaking just Bad. Based no, on Norman Breaking Osborn, Bad, yeah. like, that'd be perfect forever. Yeah. All right, we've got to move on. We've got there's there's one more Spider-Man movie. And Harry Osborn would always want breakfast. <laughs> always want breakfast. All right, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. You might know him from a little Netflix series called um, uh, Daredevil. I've heard of this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, where he played like this guy named Wilson Fisk, who um, ends up becoming like this guy named the Kingpin. Like right, not right. a big thing at all. No, no. Uh, so D'Onofrio really wants in on Spider-Man: Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Um, and his like tweets like has been tweeting out a lot of people have been tweeting at him like is this real like are you doing and like it's never it's never been a thing mm-hmm. that was ever said like it, it became this thing that people wanted so badly that yeah, it started he... to become its own rumor that right. he was actually doing it or not um, and uh, D'Onofrio has said he wants the rumors to be true that he's in Spider-Man Homecoming and that he is <laughs> one of the villains in the trilogy uh, but uh, he finally tweeted out, sorry, folks, but this is news to me. It would be great, but I don't think it will happen. Kevin Feige's like, hey, we love you, but uh, you got you to gotta shut this down. Yeah. It's, uh, it's too much. Yeah, uh, but he did uh, tweet out, um, I love all this action about me doing Spider-Man Tell Marvel. It, like, and D'Onofrio is like, he's, he's, he's a fan. fan. Well, yeah, they, he is Kingpin, and he perfectly embodies it, but... On top of that, he's a Marvel fan. Yeah. Like, yeah, he was already a Marvel fan. So, like, people coming to him and be like, oh, my God, is Kingpin going to... Yeah. Is he going to be Spider-Man? Like... I love that they all seem to, like... I mean, obviously, they watch because it's huge in pop culture. But, like, I also love that most people in Marvel seem to respect and love all the facets as yeah. fans and involved. Yeah. And he, yeah. he's just, like, one of the more public about it. Yeah. If, it, if they don't have plans for him in the Defenders, this would be a great, like, way to finally bridge the gap between the TV and Marvel and, like movie universes 
Yeah, no, it, it absolutely would be, but uh, I just don't see him doing it. I, I really want to. And here's the other thing. They'll, they can't create a new Kingpin character. Right. Like, if also, they were to have two Kingpins... I mean, Daredevil, he's in prison, and then he's out of... Like, it, it would be so hard yeah. to keep those, like, continuities in line. Yeah. It would be... It would be it's tricky. Because well, Daredevil tricky. flies. Yeah. Daredevil covers, like, so much time because yeah. you have 13 hours of it. It'd exactly. be really hard to make that line exactly. up with Spider-Man. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why the only way that they're going to pull it off is if they're really done with Kingpin in Daredevil. So right. I yeah. would imagine if they do want to do this, it would be after Defenders. So if, if they figure out what they're doing with Defenders and Kingpin is, makes it through that... Then I don't see why not like bring him in at some point to maybe do maybe movie two, which will be well enough in the future. Yeah, because mm-hmm. um, Spider Man is what that's twenty seventeen. They're they're filming that for release next year, right? Yeah. So I mean, it's possible. It's 20... just such a stretch. I mean, it'd be two thousand twenty, probably two thousand nineteen yeah, at, at earliest. Yeah. I just I, I also tw- don't want to lose get a second Spider Man in twenty nineteen. I don't want to lose. Do. Yeah, I, I it's true twenty nineteen, but I don't want to lose thirteen hours of Kingpin on Daredevil. I don't want to lose the 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 perfect yeah. like world Wor- they built yeah. for the sake of uh, twenty minutes. But King- Kingpin's first appearance was in a Spider Man. Oh comic. no, no, Kingpin I and associate then, like, with Spider Man, yeah. and then he's like the big bad of Daredevil. But yeah. I totally see Kingpin as yeah. I think I it was love... Frank, wasn't it Frank Miller was the one who first really started using Kingpin and Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Like he was like, look at this character that he's so not, cool. He, he's he's a great foil for Daredevil. I'm going to start using him because John Romita senior drew this amazing powerhouse that they literally oh, took the man. fights out of in daredevil like john yeah. made that character so i'd love to see it i just don't know scheduling like as as the hollywood side of things how that's possible yeah. uh all right let's move on to our very last discussion topic before i move on uh, uh, yes coy might i suggest bob odenkirk for hammerhead oh my god, oh my, god. <laughs> oh my, my god. brain you, is literally i'm just thinking of like thought of this way too uh, much. no this like, has just happened while we were talking i think bob odenkirk for hammerhead and then uh What's his name? The 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 meth head who plays uh, Pete Pete as Carrion, right? The guy that plays the piano, and then uh, Badger could be a great uh, Tombstone. And uh, oh, he couldn't. No, no, no you're right. right. That, that wouldn't work because he's like. No, a, I don't see him okay, as Tombstone. I lost myself there, but I'm really excited about a Breaking Bad Spider-Man cast. But who would Badger be? That's a really. Because Je- Jesse as Shocker is, is so good. Jesse is like is Aaron Paul as Shocker is dead on perfect. Uh, uh, the Montana of the Enforcers. Oh, Badger is Montana. All right, I can 100%. take that one. I can take that one. Yes, right. found him. Well done, well done. All right, Thor Ragnarok. <gasps> ding, 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 as as uh, Silvermane. Who, Badger? No, no, the the guy with the belt, the... the... The actor that plays. Oh, oh, gotcha. Yeah. Now, yeah. This is my whole weekend now, guys. Yeah. Wow. I'm just going to well, go through. And, like, while you're doing all that, I'm over here beating myself up that I can't remember. Uh, Iron Fist's dad's <laughs> business partner. And like, just it's driving me going mad. through like, Breaking Bad. I'm like, no, I know the story. I know the panels. <laughs> like, I know like where he goes. How it. What's his name? Oh my god, what's his name? It's driving me nuts. And I'm like, the kid that got killed that, uh, with the Harold spider. Meacham. Harold yeah. Meacham. Oh come on. Oh, oh. Doom's Harold the whole Meacham, time. Joy Meacham. Like, oh, now it's all coming back. Oh my god, I've been away from doing this show for way too long. Uh, all right, so Thor Ragnarok has added substantially to their cast mm-hmm. uh so let's start off who like one two three or four where do you want to go give me a number three three jeff goldblum there it is is oh, the eccentric the grand master that's how he was described uh by marvel the eccentric grand master this i mean this is up there with Benicio del Toro being collector, like oh, it's perfect. Like this is these I mean, two wacky. Characters. I mean, they may as well have oh. said like 
uh, we're gonna put the Living Tribunal and the Inbetweener in here, and Epoch is coming in. Like, what are you doing, Marvel? And John Malkovich is playing the Inbetweener. Like, they, they're yeah, getting like, these actors that are like brilliant and huge and larger than life. Like, if if they were to be like, uh, yeah, we got Bill Murray to play the gardener, I'd be like, what are you <laughs> doing? What are you doing? This is no, madness. Bill Murray's the Watcher, and you know it. Oh my God, Bill, Bill Murray, Murray just comes in. And oh my God, that, his face just perfectly. Wa- Dude, Bill Murray's oh the watcher. Oh my God, yeah. I, I just so uh, for those of you who do not know, Grandmaster uh, is one of the few elders of the universe. It's a very vaulted, vaunted like he uh, he is a survivor of the very first life that was ever created in our gal- in our uh, universe, uh, along with like. Uh, I think Galactus is sometimes considered to be one of the mm-hmm. elders of the universe. Other times, it's uh, he's from a universe that existed before our universe. Galactus like it's kind of gone like back and one forth. One step but... below, because yeah. in the Ultimates comic right now, he has power, but the other cosmic entities are like, "You don't have enough power." Then he's like, "Yeah, yeah I do." Yeah. And then he, so I think he's like considered one tier below. Yeah, they're they're really screwing with Galactus in this current like the current now. universe. Yeah, it's a little strange. I don't hate it. It's just like, whoa, what are you doing? I'm I'm intrigued. It makes by it this. interesting. Yeah. Uh, and that comic that we're talking about is called The Ultimates. I believe it's written by uh, Sam Humphreys, I want to mm-hmm. say. Or am I wrong? I think so. I think Humphreys. it's Sam Humphreys. In my head, I see that. Uh, it's great. I love it. I love it. Jack Conway would say it probably reads like a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, Jack Conway is not big on that that type of, of those world comics. Yeah, yeah but like I love that, that that level of like science world building and stuff like that. With the, And they've got Blue Marvel, Captain Marvel. Weird like, it's characters. Like it's crazy. Wacky characters. Uh, and by the way, the Captain Marvel comic. Oh, it's so funny. like they they found that an excuse to bring Alpha Fly back in there and make and them make a space him. team, and they're awesome. Like, oh my god! So, uh, beep boop bop. Anyway, Jeff Goldblum is now an elder of the universe uh, called the Grandmaster. His real name is uh, On Zweed. Uh, here, I've got. I had to write it down because it was like well, I will never. On Gast. Sure. Yeah. Like I've never known his real name. Like. I've always just I'm like oh my god it's the Grandmaster oh my god like that's awesome I just know Jeff Goldblum as a comic enti- cosmic entity means that life uh, finds a way and he does that he, <laughs> life he, uh, uh, find, find, he, finds he, a way he's the yeah. one that makes life uh, find a way yeah yeah and that makes me so happy uh, so let me so here's the background on Grandmaster uh, m- one of my favorite comics that features the Grandmaster is Thanos Quest mm-hmm. read Thanos Quest it's honest to, I think Starlin wrote it it's precedes Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, in Infinity War, it tell it is a two-issue um, arc that tells the story of how Thanos got the plans for the Infinity Gauntlet and then went and got all of the stones. Because up until that point, it was like it was just Marvel canon that all of the elders of the universe had a, an Infinity yeah. Gem, and Thanos was the first one to ever think to himself like. Wait, I'm just gonna go get them all for myself. Like, screw you guys. I I, I can rule this. Okay, I'm gonna go rule this. I'm gonna go rule the entire universe and all of the realities. Thanks. Uh, by stealing your gems from you, and he outsmarts every single one of the elders of the universe mm-hmm. to get their gems back. So there's like, and the Grandmaster I think is the last one, and he has the mind gem. Okay. And he has to beat him in a game. And Thanos ends up beating him in a game by not beating him in the game. Like it's a it's a weird virtual reality thing. Eighties were great, you guys, right? Like like late eighties, early nineties, like virtual reality. Like 
I mean, what was that like? Keanu Reeves, the the, the lawnmower man, like that was all like that. So that's the time that we're in when I'm talking about this comic. So just think about that. It's cycling back. It's yeah, but now virtual reality is awesome. Like, it's real like, though. That's what I'm saying. It's, like it's, the '90s were like, wait, this technology could exist. That is incredible. And then Matrix was like, here's the danger of virtual reality. And now present day is like, ignore that reality. danger. <laughs> virtual reality is amazing. Yeah, like, yeah. So all that being said, uh, in Thanos Quest. Uh, they're in a game. They're virtual reality gladiators. The gladiatorial fight, uh, but while they're doing that, uh, the Grandmaster very like discovers far too late that uh, he was playing against a cybernetic clone of Thanos, and the real Thanos was actually thrashing his body in real life. <laughs> So what a ridiculous so everything! Grandmaster is just like, oh, I'm beating you, I'm beating you, and Thanos is like, you'll never beat me, and you as the comic book reader going, oh my god, like Grandmaster is gonna like how's that? Like I'm kind of Thanos is the hero of this book. I'm kind of rooting right, for him. Right. Like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? And then it pulls back, and Thanos is just like murdering Grandmaster <laughs> in real life. Cut like, to Josh Brolin and Jeff Goldblum <laughs> in a room, like super meta removed, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, So <laughs> anyway, they're covered in ping pong balls. <laughs> yeah. They're just fighting at Andy Circus. Is like yeah, yes, yes, yes. Look at what I've done. Yes. <laughs> Uh, except like I don't know why we all make him sound like that. Like his Andy real Serkis voice is, is kind of real like low this. voice. Yeah, like he's got a, like an intimidating. We know voice. we don't yeah. have that ability, so we go high out of yeah. shame. Uh, so, but here's here's what I think. Like of all the casting, uh, I think so. Here's here's like Tessa Thompson is the one I'm most excited to see because I loved her in Creed. So I'm excited to see like uh, like a, a different like ethnicity put into the Valkyrie yeah. character. Like I'm ex- I'm very excited for that. Like I, I cannot wait to see what she does with Valkyrie because she was so strong, so powerful, had such an amazing presence in sorry, the Creed. And I thought like, she would have been a great storm for Black Panther. Uh yeah. and I know it's not an option because it's Fox, not an option, yeah. But since I knew it wasn't an option, I was yeah. like, who else she could play that had the same presence? Mm-hmm. She's a warrior She's a war- like, like a warrior maiden. This like, is yes. as close to Storm as I'm going to get with her, and they gave it. Valkyrie's even more powerful, yeah. arguably. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm so happy. Yeah, and Valkyrie, you know, eventually teams up with Doctor Strange on his defenders team. No big deal. Yeah, no big deal. Pretty exciting. That's cool. Uh, but so, like, like looking at the, I was like, that was the one, like the casting that made me the most excited. But the Grandmaster was the character I got most excited about because that goes hand in hand with all the other rumors that we've heard mm-hmm. of Hela and Loki. Teaming right. up to kick Thor out, Thor ending up, uh, so he gets kicked out of Asgard. Then he ends up in gladiatorial matches where he meets up with Hulk, and then they go on their cosmic road trip. The gladiatorial matches. I want you are to being... acknowledge that sentence you just said. I just want you to like to to acknowledge that we live in a world where that's an actual plot that might exist in the next two years. Yeah. Where you're like, and then they team up to go on a cosmic road trip. You just said that yeah. casually. Yeah. Also, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> like all of this is just yeah. too exciting for me. I'm just like you know so, before so, Thor and Hulk go on their cosmic road so, trip. So imagine us back in 2007 going. All right. So listen, Thor gets kicked out of Asgard <laughs> by Loki and Hela. Hela's played by. Kate Blanchett, by the way, uh, Queen Elizabeth herself, uh, <laughs> she kicks Thor uh, out of Asgard, where he ends up uh, having to fight with Andui Gast. Don't worry uh, about it. Fighting the Hulk. Oh, by the way, Andui Mark Gast... Ruffalo's the Hulk in this, and yeah. this yeah. is about like, they're going yeah. this crazy yeah. cosmic like, road this trip. Is insa- this is pure insanity. Oh, yeah, and don't worry about it. Jeff Goldblum's there, too. Like, yeah, yeah. Jeff Goldblum, by the way, is playing a cosmic elder of the universe. No, what? whatever. No, but, like, 2007 me is just like, 2012 like, me. Coming, like, blood coming out of the nose. It's <laughs> like, you're it doing, huh? Can't be. This is impossible. Like, you so. have no idea how to talk to a woman, do you? <laughs> 
That was 2008, yeah. 9, 10, yeah. 11, and 12. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um,. I yeah, have to like, agree with you, Matt. Like, the Grandmaster thing, just, like, that is the most exciting thing because of what it implies for the plot line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just to me, like, I'm a big Hulk fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Bruce Banner fan, and I really love Mark Ruffalo's version of him. That said, his uh, included, him being included in Ragnarok has made me uneasy about the movie because how does he get there is, like, it seems yeah. like too just, like, oh, well, we need to throw another Marvel character into this movie. Because it's Marvel and it's all connected, uh, but with the Grandmaster, that implies like uh, it's not going to be just like he finds Hulk on a planet by accident. Yeah, he like if the if the Grandmaster has this much power, like he can just like what is the what is the most difficult person for Thor to fight? A powerful being who is also his friend. Yeah, that is the worst thing he could come up against in a gladiatorial arena. Yeah, well, and the Grandmaster like is a big fan of like placing bets and gambling. And stuff like that, like so, like so, like he's gambled with death. He's gambled with like other interdimensional beings, like. And it's Jeff Goldblum. And it's Every Jeff time you say Go- it, now, I, I just like get it's so just it, it's insane. It is Jeff Goldblum. And by the way, like he, like the elders of the universe consider uh, each other brothers, mm-hmm. like because they're the oldest things in the universe. Like they've outlasted their entire galaxies and stuff like that. So, like, the collector, played by Benicio Del Toro... Yes. ...is, like, they see each other as family. Like, that's crazy to me. That is crazy to me. Dude, if we get... I mean, that's two of them. If we get Malkovich as a third, if we get... Like, if we get Malkovich as in-betweener... Yeah, Helen Mirren uh, as another one. Oh, my God. Like, if you could get (laughs) them as, like, Lord Chaos and Lord Order... Yeah. Malkovich is both, like, with a big, weird, frowny face and then, like, the big, like, happy Order face. Yes. Oh, my God. That's what... Now that's who I'm seeing. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm just... This is my fan cast episode, you guys, where I just daydream about things that make me happy. Yeah, like, that's... That is crazy that we live... Like, we've already seen the Celestials and Guardians. Yeah. Like, we already know that the cosmic side it's of things... Right like, Marvel's like, we're going there. Like, yeah. we're doing it. Like, we we have a mining colony and a giant <laughs> severed Celestial's head. That's been used for people to steal and profit from. Like, yeah. it's amazing. Like, for millennia. Yeah. Like, they're yeah. still... Lost. Like, it's called Nowhere. Yeah, sure, why not? That's what we're doing. Like, what, what is this wacky world that we've all, like, all of us nerds have woken up into? Like, this is crazy. Gamer so. Girl just asked me if my third man crush is Jeff Goldblum. If everyone's third man crush isn't Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> something's wrong. Uh, I, I wish that we had time to tell, like, a Jeff Goldblum story that, that like, that happened to my friend Bob. Uh, Tweet it. It's so, I'll, I'll, I'll try to figure <laughs> it out. I, it's, it's incredible. Like, it's incredible. He's like, just, I mean, it, it made me fall in love with Jeff Goldblum as a person more than an actor. Knowing Incredible. Incredible. all of the stuff that I know about him now. So, uh, anyway, Grandmaster, our theory is that he's the reason that Hulk disappears from Earth and he and Thor end up fighting together. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he even makes a bet with the Collector. He's Makes already sense. established in the universe. Like, maybe they're like just having like a friendly wager yeah. competition sort of thing. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. Grandmaster. Tessa Thompson is Valkyrie. We've already covered like a little bit, like, excited about that. Kate Blanchett, we've heard rumor. That she's playing hell. I think even uh, Meredith may have said that, like way back when. Like, like uh, I think she may have broke that news. I don't know, uh, but uh, she is one hundred percent definitely playing the mysterious and powerful new villain Hella. Awesome. That's, that's how Marvel put it: the mysterious Into and powerful it. new villain Hella. Oh, now, let me. While we're talking about all this stuff, Mark Ruffalo, um, in an interview, said 
about her. She plays the worst of the worst, so evil. She is going to kill us. It's such a great part she gets to play. Yeah. Like, and we've got some new concept art that came out for Hella. Uh, let's throw that up. Oh, that's beautiful. What? Are you kidding me? Kate Blanchett just... Oh. What? That is amazing. Awesome. I'm awesome. so excited. Like, come on. You know, it's working. This is Thor's the world we live in. Thor's working for me all of a sudden. All of a sudden, Thor 3 is looking real good. So This and is look, what I've like, been most worried about. Now not. Now no, not. but look. like Okay, look Look at what's going on here. You've got this one one woman like standing up against the entire army like of Asgard. Here's what that means to me. Uh, they sent the entire army out. To They're take like, out. Oh, oh, snap. It's hella. We've got to like. Send everybody. Just send just everybody. Go, just just go. go. Just get, just get yeah. the entire legion of all of our warriors. There are ships. There are <laughs> ships. Look at that. There are ships facing her down. And she's got her arms out like, what? And it's Kate Blanchett. What? So and I it's know, Blanchett. I know like, that she can handle it. Like, you know what I mean? I, like, yeah. I, there's no worry in my mind. Like, I would send an army to take out Kate Blanchett because you need yeah, one. It's you Kate would Blanchett. need one. Like, I've seen her as Galadriel. Yeah. I've, I've seen, seen her as Bob her. Dylan yeah. and it was impressive. <laughs> Like, Cate Blanchett as Bob Dylan could take down Thor. Yeah, I mean, she's already played one of the most powerful characters in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. quiet, peaceful, but could murder everybody with a thought. Just like Bob Dylan. Just like Hela. (laughs) I'm so excited, man. Yeah, like, so Hela, in the comics at least, I believe is the daughter of Loki, and she's Mm -hmm. like the lord of, like, the underworld. I can't remember. Like, I keep wanting to say Muspelheim, but I know that that's like, I don't even think it has a Heim. I don't think it's a name. I think it's just the underworld. I think so. That sounds like right. the realm of shadows kind of thing, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, anyway, she's she is very legitimately a, an exceptionally powerful, and we character. need that. Like, like maybe even more powerful than Loki. Like, she's probably on the same level of power as Odin. Oh, absolutely. And we, you know, that's what I'm so, saying. We need that in these movies because the Thor movies have felt the most like. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I think having Phase Three is so good. I mean, Phase Two was incredible. Phase Three with Civil War. But I, I, this is just but something else. What? What? what remember uh, Feige's quote from last year saying Phase Three is going to be our weird one? Yeah. <sighs> I mean, there are ships in the sky. Cape <laughs> <laughs> Blanchett, Jeff Goldblum, Kate, just Jeff, Jeff Goldblum, Goldblum being involved. Jeff Goldblum is in Dwee Gast, the Grandmaster. Like Kevin Feige, yeah. it's going to be a weird one. We got Jeff Goldblum. Like, come on. Yeah, it's going to be a weird one. We got Jeff Goldblum. He's probably teaming up with his oh, brother, uh, the Collector, because you know Jeff Goldblum's going to be the Grandmaster. He's going to pit Thor and Hulk in a fight together. Dude, what? What? I'm so excited. Like, I just love that these movies are so good and make so much money that all the actors I never thought would see yeah. consider these weird roles yeah. are like, you know, they're doing all right. Like, yeah. Now I sh- I should say the same site that broke the Black Panther mm-hmm. casting rumor also had a rumor on their Thor Ragnarok that it is the story of a cybernetic clone of Thor named Ragnarok. I don't, and that again, I think I. I can't picture that that's what's actually going on in this film. Nothing has suggested that. Right. Why would Marvel do that? That doesn't seem to fit into the MCU. Not at all. I'm not Kevin Feige. I don't know what the grand plans are. Maybe they are. And he's going to say it would be weird. But I don't don't feel like that's a necessary thing. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons I'm like, I don't know that this site actually is reporting actual truth. Now, the other big casting news, before I move on from Thor, is uh, another comic movie icon. Wears a certain big helmet, mm-hmm. frowns a lot. Carl Urban's in Thor. D- ridiculous. That's insane. And he's playing the perfect character for him. 
the Executioner, Scourge. He's playing like a dread S character. Yeah, Scourge the Executioner. Now, here's oh, here's man. the only disappointing thing about this is that Scourge the Executioner, as we see here, is usually seen with uh, Enchantress. Right. Uh, and it's a shame that we still have not had an Enchantress film. That's or true. Villain. Now, Hela probably is going to have a lot of the same power power sets, just as powerful as Enchantress and stuff like that. Probably makes a little bit more sense for her to be teaming up with Loki. Yeah. Um, so and and that's fine, but like I kinda I kinda wish I could see Enchantress and, and She's Executioner amazing. together, you know? Yeah. Um, but Carl Urban as Scourge is just perfect. It's perfect. All these casting choices. Yeah. Like I literally just Now ugh. Scourge is actually a really cool character. Like, yeah. Very interesting because like he's He's uh like desperately in love with the enchantress who is it's always unrequited but and she's she always like, nah, uses she keeps him. him around yeah she keeps him around because of how strong he is he was at one time one of the most powerful heroes in Asgard mm -hmm. fell in love with enchantress fell away from being a hero becomes a villain yep. of of Asgard but when the nonsense hits the fan and Thor and uh, uh Ragnarok um, what, what I think it's just called Ragnarok. Yeah, Thor Ragnarok, where uh, in the comics done by Walt Simonson, like back in the eighties, uh, and uh, uh, that's where you first get um, oh the elf with the the two faces. Um, why am I blanking on his name? Um, you know, Malekith. Malekith. You get Malekith. Yeah. yeah, you get Malekith. Uh, who goes after the casket of ancient winters. Uh, oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, you get that. He uses the casket to then free Surtur from Muspelheim. Mm -hmm. And Surtur is so cool. And Surtur gets, like, the, the Sword of Twilight or something, and that is, like, if he gets that into Asgard, he can defeat the universe. Can you universe. imagine Surtur like, being in the one of the, the final gladiator battle in, oh in Ragnarok? That, I just, like, I just Hulk can't. and Thor have to team up to take out Surtur? I, he's a giant fire demon who's like the equivalent he's of... He's Balrog same. in the Marvel He's universe. a Balrog, yeah. Like, but he's like even more powerful than like... He's almost an omnipotent Balrog. Right. Like, can you imagine that as the final battle? Like, how, Yeah. Oh, oh my god. Uh, so anyway, uh, when the forces of Surtur siege Asgard, uh, Scourge the Executioner... Mm -hmm. turns his back on Enchantress and all the villainy and everything else and was like even though I've tried to conquer Asgard I still have I still love Asgard right, right I've right. tried to conquer it to cre recreate it in my own image and whatever else but I will stand with Asgard to defend it no matter what mm -hmm. like if I can't have it you definitely can't have it and he dies protecting Asgard there's so much they could do and so, it's like, so dense. like he's kind of like he's a complicated. He's a bit more of a complicated character, and, and hopefully Marvel plays and with that. And Carl Urban's so. a worthy actor for that. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, that's it. I mean, that was a lot. That's a lot. We've been off on Thor for the first time in any length. Like we haven't really I had know, a lot of Thor news. Now we've had all the news. Jeff Go Like I saw Jeff Goldblum was like, "Well, I can do an hour on that." Yeah, man. Like, I could just I could just play that hour clip on YouTube from just, laughing at Jurassic Park. I just love saying his name, Andui Gast, because I've never known. And it's real that, Doctor like, Strangey sounding. It's your, it's know, your it wheelhouse totally where it's like, but like I'm just like like I love it when I discover names of characters that I've always just like like the real names. I'm right, like, you're like oh, the Grandmaster. That's like, oh, the Grandmaster. I know the Grandmaster. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Like he's put the Avengers against the West Coast Avengers. But yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Like, he's got a real name. He created the Squadron Sinister. Yeah, no, I oh, get it. Right. I get, yeah, I totally yeah. Because he's I think he saw the Squadron Supreme, then went to an alternate. No. Squadron Supreme was from an alternate universe. Right. Then he came back to Earth and was like, I really like that Squadron Supreme thing. Cool. I'm going to create the bad guy versions yeah. of that here. And they're not at all a ripoff of the Justice League. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Uh, or early Marvel characters. Like, yeah. Uh, what, what's the the um, the guy who runs really fast? Uh, what's his name? It's like the worst 
The wizard? Wizard. Yeah. Yeah. Wizard. Yeah. Wizard. Yeah. That's the sound he makes when he runs. Yeah. That's like that's a name where you can hear Stanley saying it. Like, oh, ah, and of course, of course he's named the wizard. Because <laughs> he wizards around. He's real, real fast. Hey, Stan, I don't know if that's... No, he's no, the no, no. wizard. He's the wizard. I, I swear to you, he's the wizard. That's I invented Spider-Man. I'm right. Yeah, he's the, it's the best name. Uh, Stan, no, I'm going to fight you on it. <laughs> I'm going to... Uh, listen, Kirby. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. Wizard. Wizard. Cut to the tinkerer and the wizard. Yeah. yeah. And he, he teams up with a guy named the Pooper. <laughs> the Pooper. Don't worry what, about it. What does he do? We'll get rid he, of that one. He makes you real tired. You're like pooped. <laughs> you get, you get, you, you're real, real pooped. Uh, Stan, I don't, I don't know if you know the Sandman's taken. Words. He's the Pooper. <laughs> Trust he me. He makes you real, real sleepy. This is how it's got to go. <laughs> oh, man, I am pooped. Oh, you just got pooped by the Pooper. And the Wizard's catchphrase. There's a little pee coming out of me right now. <laughs> So what happened when uh, Matt goes away, guys? He comes back with the pooper. Oh, he comes back with the pooper. So from someone, Stanley. someone on Twitter asked me to uh, fan cast Moon Knight earlier uh, in the week, and since this has been an accidental fan cast episode, mm-hmm. uh, I think Remy Malek of uh, Mr. Robot would be. I haven't seen Mr. Robot. I've heard uh, it's amazing. He's actually Egyptian, and I think that'd be cool to have an actual Egyptian that as would a character. Be really that would cool. Be, and he's that an would incredible be really actor. Really cool. Nominated for an Emmy. Very incredible. Actually, he might have huh. won. A uh, great actor. Now, if they don't go with an Egyptian actor, I have to give my Jake Gyllenhaal bias uh, a nod because I think Jake Gyllenhaal with Southpaw and Nightcrawler if within a couple years showed that he could play like a schizophrenic. Yeah. Like he could play that kind of like depraved huh. and back and forth. Uh, and we all know he was such a great Middle Eastern guy in Prince of Persia. Um, but no, I think that uh, I think that either of those two for Moon Knight would be my choices, depending on how commercial they want to go and how how big of a name they need to sell the character. Uh, if they need just a really good actor, Remy. If they need a name, then I think Jake Gyllenhaal would be good. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, do we have any iTunes? Uh, ooh, let me pull that up. While yeah. The... Uh, uh, Marvel, Mary, Mary Marvelites, please allow me to apologize. Um. My new like my new job uh, that I that I that I uh, attend to every single week uh, has taken me away from you. I apologize for that. I am finally getting to a place where I can start re-engaging you guys and everything. So please be patient with me. I swear to you. I I see a few tweets here and there. I'm like, oh, I want to respond. I, I will as soon as I have time. Uh, but I'll I'm gonna start getting better at that. I I promise. So, uh, yeah. And as always, guys, I think that Ben Foster should play Moon Knight. I just, I've said that before, but I thought it was implied the live chat just got real upset. No, it's the real name. Ben Foster's just an <laughs> assumption. Ben Foster's just like the guy that, I, you know, he should be Spider Man too. I mean, obviously. Uh, so the iTunes is loading slowly because we're on the internet in 800 ways. Oh, uh, it's okay. Any, any, uh, anything else we. No, dude. Well, that's why I was apologizing because like I haven't had a chance to go through and pull like birthdays or yeah. or like I'm sh- I'm sure I I owe like a thousand birthday Been wishes and I am so sorry that I haven't had a chance to do that. Like, if I'm saying I'm saying that to you, if you've tweeted at us. It's like, been hey. it's been hard. It's been oh, and uh, we were on uh, Screen Junkies movie uh, movie fights. Matt and I uh, recently not movie fights, movie games. We were on. They, there's oh, is that episode. Aaron? Is that yeah. Aaron? Great. So any Screen Junkies plusers out there, uh, check, check out, that out. Check out movie games with me and Matt. And I'm going to be on their Apocalypse episode, which is airing this week. So uh, you can see me on Screen Junkies not once but twice. And then I'm also doing another thing with them soon. So if you guys want to. Keep track of all that jazz. Yeah, look out for uh, look out for Doom. Uh, oh, TV are you, fights. Are you? When are you doing TV fights? Uh, soon. It'll be sometime in the next few weeks. Might be next week. Might be in a couple. But uh, I'll be over there. Uh, 
I lost to Matt in my first round. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. And then, it was only uh, by one point. It was very well fought. That's true. But I'll be back. Um, there's, there's lots of other stuff going on, though, guys. Uh, the, these guys are involved. So make sure uh, while, you're, while you're subscribed to the Popcorn Talk, as we said up front, but also check out a number of shows other at the network while they pull up iTunes reviews. I'm just going to vamp and plug. Because uh, <laughs> you can see DC Movie News, which is still on Thursdays. You can see uh, uh, Disney Movie News, where they sometimes talk about Marvel. Because it's tangentially related. Do you guys have any uh, shout-outs? I got the shout-outs. I was just making sure you're done with the DC plug because we love those yeah, guys. Do it. Uh, we got, I think, I'm going to just do Maze because I'm not sure where we left off. But the Ginge Ninja is still one of my favorite names, which I think I've said before. But it's fantastic. Um, the Last Gypsy gave us one star. And uh, I apologize that you feel we talk about politics more than comics. Uh, I disagree but i hope that we've talked about comics enough today for the last gypsy 1986 to be happy uh sep 13 thank you for the five stars and lastly brigentine felt that we have become a bit stagnant uh and i hope that jeff goldblum and his never-ending zeal and our excitement for this uh has broken that stagnant so oh i wonder what... uh he just he, he said that it's become too predictable um huh. and now i'm not sure he, he mentions that the news, uh, you can look at the news online and then watching the show becomes redundant, but um, I can't invent news. I can only be excited about the news. So any any further zeal well, for the news. We will, we will take that in and maybe... Try maybe, to marinate on it. Maybe, maybe we should offer like more opinions or... Well, I mean, like, fan casting, yeah, stuff fan like that. Cast, yeah. Stuff that you can't get with a Google. Uh, yeah. I, try to, I try to give my opinion as much as possible. And if that is an opinion you agree with, awesome. If not, then I am sorry. Uh, I only have mine. Um... <laughs> So yeah, uh, much love to all the iTunes and uh, everyone else that tweets at us and that we haven't gotten back to. It's been insane, and uh, we love you guys. And yeah, uh, Lewis Cox wants you to fan cast Surter. I mean, isn't isn't that a CGI Balrog esque entity? Well, yeah, I mean, but oh, it'll the still... voice. Sure, the voice. Uh man. I mean, if Idris Elba wasn't already Heimdale. Oh, right? It'd be a great, oh, be a God, great, that would be uh, great. Surter, wouldn't he? Yeah. Uh, mm. Andy Serkis. I mean, Andy Serkis seems like an automatic choice because mocap plus awesome voice. But whose voice would I want to hear coming out? Of? Sean Connery. Wait, you like the Scottish brogue and everything? The coming voice out of us. Sean Connery would be amazing coming out of that because he wouldn't have a nationality per se. He could be from anywhere, so it'd be a great excuse for us to have an actor with an accent because there'd be no like pre-associated notion. Or if we don't want an accent, Hugo Weaving because that voice would be incredible. Oh yeah, Hugo Weaving. Like the V for Vendetta, like draw long yeah. drawn out because oh, you want something good. with power and like. Yeah, God, you really are very good at this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just right. like the idea of actors in my favorite part so much that I just like daydreams just manifest into reality sometimes and become this thing I can. Expel. Wow, you're very very good. Uh, anyway, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I'm back! Yay! Uh, we're hey, gonna be, back. We're, we're going to be on uh, Tuesdays at 11. We're trying to uh, work our schedule out for Meredith as well, because we miss Meredith. We want to have her back on, but uh, she's also a very busy working person, uh, and uh, we're having to try and figure that out. So, uh, anyway, so no more rumors. Like, there's no rumors. We all love Meredith. Like, were there rumors? No, I just like I, I hear like people like, did she leave? What happened? I maybe they don't like her. Like I see oh. that kind of stuff every once in a while. So it's like, no, we like. I like Meredith. the idea that we talk about Marvel rumors and people talk about Marvel movie news rumors. <laughs> exactly. So fan all the rumors. Uh, love it's a good. Yeah. Idea. So uh, anyway, thank you for joining us. We've been the Marvel movie news. Uh, you can find us on Popcorn Talk's website, popcorntalknetwork.com, or on YouTube at forward slash popcorn talk network. Uh, we're on Twitter at Marvel News PTN or on Facebook forward slash Marvel News Show. Uh, Colt Badeau is our social media manager. Our un- official 
or official fifth chair, just not here, tweeting from a star jammer. I've been Matt Key at the Matt Key. I've been Coy Jondro at Coy Jondro. C-O-Y-J-A-N-D-R-E-A-U. On Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and uh, we'll see you next week, next Thanks, Tuesday. Guys. Thanks, guys. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Christian Harloff, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the owners or principals. All right, hey. All right, good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. <laughs>